0: 48K News. Tonight's headlines. Carrie Lam says she'll postpone the CE poll to concentrate on fighting COVID. Lawmakers say the CE made the right decision to delay the election. And health authorities say Hong Kong saw more than 3,600 cases today. Chief Executive Carrie Lam is pushing back the upcoming CE election to the 8th of May so that the government can focus all its efforts on fighting COVID-19. She said that controlling the epidemic is the overriding mission, one that the authorities cannot afford to lose. Natalie Ching reports. We're experiencing some technical difficulties at the moment. Uh, we'll try to come back to that clip in one moment. Lawmakers have placed their support behind the decision to postpone the CE election, as Todd Harding reports.
1: Carrie Lam said the chief executive in council has agreed to invoke emergency laws or the ERO, to postpone the poll. It's not the first time she's delayed elections. Two years ago, her administration also cited the pandemic in its decision to postpone for a year the Legislative Council elections, originally scheduled to take place in September 2020. She pointed out that this time around, the COVID situation is far worse than that in 2020, with thousands of infections being reported each day. Mrs. Lam said it wasn't an easy decision to make. Invoking the ERO is not an easy
2: decision but it is one under the present circumstances that uh, serves the overall public interest of Hong Kong.
1: The CE stressed that the government's attention cannot be diverted and we cannot afford to lose. She added that it matches the spirit of President Xi Jinping's important directive that controlling the epidemic is the overriding mission over anything else. The nomination period for the CE election was originally slated for the 27th of this month but will now take place between the 3rd and 16th of April.
0: Natalie Ching reporting. Lawmakers have placed the support behind the decision to postpone the CE election, as Todd Harding reports. DAB lawmaker Nixie Lam said she understands the government's decision, even though it would be difficult for the next Hong Kong leader to form a new cabinet within such a short period of time before taking office on July the 1st.
2: It would be tough. I mean, if you look at how the uh, legislature we were preparing, I mean, I, I was one of the new legislature. We only have like, what, less than a month? Actually, actually, we only have like two weeks and with like public holidays or something in between. It would be tough.
0: Executive Councillor Regina Ip, meanwhile, said she doesn't believe the delay will have any impact on the chief executive-elect's preparation work.
2: I think uh, holding the election on 8th May should give the new CE enough time to form a new team. Because presumably anyone who aspires to be CE should be fairly well prepared by now because the nomination period is supposed to begin this Sunday. So any prospective candidate should already have a team in mind and the election platform. All this should be ready.
0: Meanwhile, the only non-establishment lawmaker in LegCo, Tik Yoon, has also backed the government's decision, saying that if the pandemic is controlled in the near future, CE hopefuls may even have more time to prepare for the poll.
1: It's only the postponement for the election process, but not the extension of the CE period. And it will not create any problem to any candidate, potential candidate. If the problematic problem becomes not so serious, they have more room and time to prepare the election and they can make more interaction with the public and the voters
0: that was lawmaker Tik Chi-Yoon ending that report. Health authorities reported more than 3,600 new COVID cases and 7,600 preliminary positive infections. They also announced 10 deaths, eight of which were reported the night before. The hospital authority also says it will try to move patients who are waiting outdoors for hospital admission indoors by the end of the day. There have been concerns about patients having to wait outdoors before they were admitted, especially with the weather expected to turn colder at the weekend. And on to the weather. Cloudy to overcast, becoming much colder tomorrow morning. Temperatures falling from about 16 degrees at first to 11 degrees. The outlook also remaining cold and windy with rain in the following few days. Currently, the temperature is 17 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is standing at 84%. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. Beijing officials have backed the SAR government's decision to postpone the CE election, saying it demonstrates that they are putting Hong Kong people's health first. Timmy Song has the details. The Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office said the postponement will help the government concentrate on its anti-epidemic efforts and it would protect social stability. The liaison office, meanwhile, says the decision is in line with the SCL's overall interest and meet people's expectations in the fight against the virus. Lao Siu Kai, a vice president of Beijing's top think tank on Hong Kong, said the government's priority now is to control the outbreak and therefore cannot be distracted. He said competition in the CE race may lead to conflict in society. Mr Lau said that with Beijing's help in fighting the virus, he believed the epidemic situation would become more manageable. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has warned that the government will strictly enforce the two-person gathering limit in public. She also urged employers to discourage the foreign domestic helpers from going out on their days off, saying law enforcement officers will show no mercy if they see violations. Meanwhile, Mrs. Lam said with Beijing's help, the government is planning to roll out tougher measures to fight the virus, which includes conducting several rounds of mandatory testing for all Hong Kong people.
2: Mandatory testing and uh, a complete city lockdown may not need to go hand in hand. It depends on the actual situation. In our case, having uh, examined the uh, unique situation in Hong Kong, we probably will just go for universal uh, testing of everyone. But testing more times.
0: The head of Beijing's liaison office here, Luo Huining, has called for a concerted effort against Hong Kong's COVID outbreak. He spoke at a video conference with Hong Kong business leaders and the chief secretary, John Lee.
3: In the fight against the pandemic, the most precious thing is confidence. The most important quality is unity. And what's needed most is action. Hong Kong is our home, and as long as we help each other and bravely ride through the tough times together we can definitely win this battle against the
0: pandemic. A special fleet of taxis has begun ferrying COVID patients with mild symptoms to and from designated public clinics. It saw huge demand on its first day of operation, as Francis Sitt reports.
4: Patients with appointments at one of the seven hospital authorities clinics designated to treat COVID patients can now book a taxi online to take them. After their mobile phone numbers are verified, they can reserve the free service by entering the personal information, address, the clinic they are heading to and the pickup date and time. Patients can also call a booking hotline. About 300 cab drivers are taking part in the scheme, for which they are paid $3,000 a day by the government. One told RTHK is not that attractive, but he still wanted to join the special taxi fleet. He has been given protective equipment and told not to touch or chat with the patients. The driver said he's not too worried about the risk to his health.
3: The infection risk will be higher, but I think as long as I take precautionary measures, the protection will be higher. I'm quite lucky because I have the support for my wife. Our income during the pandemic has been too low, scarily low. The government is in urgent need of a taxi fleet, and we think by joining, we can help people and also have work.
4: Sonia Ye from the Taxi Dealers and Owners Association said the booking website received over 300 reservations within 20 minutes of going live. She said the drivers taking part in the COVID service won't carry any other passengers and will disinfect the taxis after each trip. In addition to wearing protective gear, they are tested before they start work each day. Ms Jan says some have made arrangements for others in the households to live elsewhere.
0: The government says the supply of fresh food from the mainland has stabilized. Still, officials are being urged to consider using trains to send products from Guangdong after more cross-border truck drivers came down with COVID-19, threatening supply. Here's Maggie
4: Ho.
2: Ambrose Lin, a former member of the Hong Kong Logistics Development Council, noted that there are plans for Guangdong to send fresh food to Hong Kong by sea. But he told an RTHK program that ports here may not have the capacity to unload the goods fast enough, and trains are much easier to operate. They can put many carts in, he said. If one cart is about the size of a 40-foot container, the volume and flexibility are much better. Mr Lin also pointed out that cargo trains require fewer staff than passenger trains and the goods can simply be unloaded for customs clearance when they arrive here. He said frozen goods or even live poultry can be transported by train. Mr Lin acknowledged that it may be more expensive than using ships or trucks because the train compartments would have to be modified, but he said such an arrangement could be used as a contingency measure. Meanwhile, the government says fresh food supply from the mainland had further increased. A spokesman said vegetable from the mainland that went through wholesale markets stood at about 13,010 pickles on Thursday. That's around 90% of the volume of a normal day. The overall wholesale price continued to drop. The supply of imported chilled poultry and meat also increased to around 70% of that of a normal day.
0: The civil service secretary Patrick Nip has made an appeal for private doctors and clinics to join the COVID vaccination program. The minister who's in charge of the inoculation drive said authorities would streamline procedures for them to sign up.
1: So, we've
0: We are liaising with private doctors and relevant organizations to encourage those who have not signed up for the vaccination program to join us. Especially pediatricians who can give jabs to
1: children, we welcome them to join.
0: He said an average of 84,000 people had been inoculated daily in the past week and that the government was seeking to further boost Hong Kong's capacity by trying to send more outreach teams to vaccinate residents in elderly homes. One of the most powerful weather systems for years is battering Britain and Ireland with violent winds. Trains and ferries have been suspended, schools closed and millions of people in England and Wales told to remain at home. Hundreds of flights across the UK have been cancelled. The British government has said the army is on standby to support those affected. In Ireland, more than 55,000 homes have been left without electricity. Yesterday, stormy weather in Poland and Germany left five people dead to sports now and China's Gu Ailing has won her second gold of the Beijing Winter Olympics easing to victory in the women's free ski halfpipe final she's the first action sports athlete to win three medals at the same Winter Olympics as Vicky Wong reports
2: The Californian-born Chinese superstar warmed up with a 93.25 on her first pass before going even higher and bigger to post a 95.25 on her second. That sealed the contest, and Gu wiped away a tear and hugged her mother and coach before dropping into her final victory run, a relaxed stroll through the halfpipe. The standout freestyle skier of the Beijing Olympics adds to the gold medal she won in the Big Air event and silver from slope style. Defending Olympic champion Cassie Sharp of Canada was second with a score of 90.75. She was competing just over a year after suffering a torn knee
0: ligament. Sharp's teammate Rachel Carker took the bronze. And for a preview of this weekend's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's Nick Hatton.
5: Well, we're back to the action of the Premier League once again after a midweek of European competition. And there's a really intriguing game for the early kick-off today with West Ham chasing down the final Champions League spot against a Newcastle side who are on a good run of form as they look to avoid relegation. Victory for the Hammers would see them back up to fourth, whilst Newcastle could move seven points clear of trouble with a fourth win in a row. Liverpool, they can go to within six points of leaders of Manchester City if they can win it home to Norwich. It adds a little bit of pressure to Guardiola's side, who entertained Tottenham in the evening kickoff, City looking to make it an incredible 15 wins in 16 matches. Frank Lampard will hope to make it back-to-back wins as Everton boss. They go to inform Southampton and after their Club World Cup success, Chelsea will have home comforts against Crystal Palace. Watford, they desperately need a goal, let alone the points, when they travel to Aston Villa. While free-falling Brentford have a tough task away at Arsenal, Burnley's task is a tough one as well. They're away at Brighton. Just two games to contend with on Sunday. Leeds United will be anxiously looking over their shoulder as they host bitter rivals Manchester United. While Wolves will have their eyes on the top six if results go their way and they can take the points at home to Leicester. And
0: that's the news from RTHK.
5: the darts the boy from new york city you may have noticed a bit of silence before the news we've got some technical problems here in the studio uh, nobody knows what to do so we'll just make our way through it if necessary folks just play you the tunes is that all right peter Sastev, next up three